0: I'm Kate Hills and I'm on a one-woman mission to save UK manufacturing. Welcome to my podcast where I invite you to join me each week as I shine a light on some of the very best British-made brands and UK manufacturers and offer advice to those that want to make in the UK. But before we get on to today's episode, I just wanted to tell you about an event that I've got coming up. If you're interested in discovering UK manufacturers and British-made brands from the fashion, textiles and homeware sectors, you should definitely come to our trade show, Make It British Live taking place on the 29th and 30th of May 2019 at the Business Design Centre in London. We've got over 200 exhibitors, inspiring talks just like the ones on this podcast and it's the perfect place to network with others that want to see UK manufacturing thrive. Registration is now open and if you go to mib.live forward slash podcastvip. I've got a special something for you when you register. I hope to see you there. And now, let's get on with the show. Hello, and welcome to episode 50 of the Make It British podcast. Not only is this the week that I've hit the 50th episode of the podcast, which is incredible. I never thought I'd get here. I hear that so many people give up podcasts after just 10 episodes. So to have got to number 50 already, I feel is a bit of an achievement. And I hope you've enjoyed coming on this journey with me. Um, But this week is also Fashion Revolution Week, if you're listening to it at the time that it's going out, which is the last week in April in 2019. Now, Fashion Revolution Week marks the anniversary of the very unfortunate disaster that happened in Bangladesh in 2013. I hope I've got that year right when a huge garment factory that was making lots of high volume, low end products for many big names on the high street and employing thousands of people sadly collapsed because the building that everyone was working in was unsafe and lots of people were killed or injured. Now, Fashion Revolution was set up as a Reaction to that disaster because we obviously don't want anything like that happening in the garment industry ever again. And the Fashion Revolution campaign asked people to ask the question of the brands and the people that they're buying their clothes from who made my clothes? Now, when it comes to UK made clothes, I think that's a really good question to ask because actually, if you're buying products that are made in the UK the chances are you've got a much better idea of who made your clothes and that they were working in fair conditions compared to those that might have been made overseas. So the more people that ask who is behind this label, who made this clothes, the more I think it can help UK manufacturers. And I, it certainly has. I mean, I've seen in the last six years since the fashion revolution Campaign was set up. So many put more people now looking at the labels of their clothes, questioning where they're made. And the campaign has spread far and wide, and all over the world. Everyone is asking these questions, which means more and more brands that are setting up brands making in the UK or who are already making here are now looking to their factories and questioning: Are they sustainable? Are they ethical? And that's what they want their brand to stand for. So I thought today I would cover the topic or the question of how do you find an ethical factory? And when someone asks me that question, the first thing you have to ask is how do you define ethical? Because it can mean different things to different people. And it can often, as well, I think these days, be used as a bit of a buzzword. But there are certainly certain criteria that factories should meet if they're considered ethical or sustainable. And I will run through what those are. The first one being, what are the working conditions for the people that are employed by that manufacturer? Now, thankfully, we got rid of child labour in the UK a very long time ago. So it's not an issue in the UK. But the other things that you want to question a manufacturer and want to find out about that manufacturer is are they paying their staff the proper fair wage? Or are they working there against their will? Now, it's not always easy to find out this sort of information. But one of the ways you can do so is to find out if the manufacturer has had certain audits. And I'll come on to that in a minute. But I generally think if you go around a factory and the staff there look happy, it's quite a good indication that things are all above board. And the good thing about making in the UK is that they're lo- the factories are local. You can pop in and visit. You can see who the people are that are working in that factory. The problem with making with a factory overseas is sometimes a little bit of a case of out of sight and out of mind. And I know that from the days when I used to source from factories overseas. It's all very well when the big buyers go in and visit these factories or the auditors go in, but as soon as they're gone, you don't know the conditions haven't changed or that the work isn't being outsourced into a different factory with, with that is employing children or something like that. So working conditions for employees is one of the most important things in terms of finding an ethical factory. Now, the second is How sustainable is that factory? What impact is it having on the environment? So for instance, what policy does that manufacturer have for minimising the waste? I'm interviewing a manufacturer next week on the next episode of the podcast who talks about a great way that they have to minimise waste with the designers that they manufacture for. But ask the manufacturer, how are you minimising waste? What sort of energy are you using? Are you using green energy? I mean, there's a group of tanneries up in Scotland that work on entirely renewable energy, and they are pretty much carbon neutral, which is fantastic. And more and more manufacturers in the UK are moving towards this sort of model and doing things about their impact on the environment. So find out what that manufacturer's recycling policy is. I went to a yarn, I went to a knitwear manufacturer recently and they had plastic cones that all of their yarn was arriving on and normally all those plastic cones would have been thrown away but actually they were saving them all, returning them to the yarn spinner and getting them all back again and recycling as well. So find out what sort of practices the manufacturer has to make themselves more sustainable and to have less impact on the environment. The other thing that may be important to you when you're finding an ethical factory is what are they doing in terms of animal welfare? So you may not wanna work with a factory who's working with leather, for instance, if you're producing a vegan line of clothing, or you certainly also want to avoid any factories working with real fur at any point or for any of their other customers. So these are the sort of questions that you might want to ask. The other issue is transparency. So is the factory or the manufacturer that you're using actually making your products in the factory that you think it is? Always find out where is the final production made. Are they making it on these premises? Are those the people making your products? Or are they being sent out elsewhere? So if you're not very experienced at visiting factories, and you're not so sure about asking some of these questions about working practices, one of the ways that you can be sure that a factory has been checked against certain criteria is if it has something called an audit. So an audit is done by a third party who goes into the factory and checks that they are meeting certain criteria. Now, as is the case with all of these things, When it comes to an audit, it doesn't check everything, it may not be up to date, and more importantly, not every factory in the UK that is ethical would have an audit for various different reasons, and I'll tell you what that is in a minute. But when it comes to audits with garment factories or textile factories in the UK, there's probably three main ones that you'll hear most factories mention that they have. So the first one is called a Smeta audit, and that is done by a body called Sedex. And the other one, which is more recent and is generally held by big garment factories who are working with a lot of the big online or high street retailers, is called a fast forward audit. And that was introduced a few years ago to particularly look at employment conditions in big garment factories in the UK. There aren't that many factories in the UK that currently have the fast forward audit. So if a factory doesn't have it, don't walk away from them. Because like I said, there are certain reasons why a factory might not have one of those two audits. Then there is something called the ISO 9001. There's also the ISO 14001. If you want to know more details about those, then you can Google them. They look at environmental factors in factories. They're the sort of thing that um, something like a yarn dye or a dye, dye house might have. So I would suggest if you want more details about all the audits and what each one stands for, pop onto Google and have a look. I'll put the links to each one of them in the show notes for this podcast as well, so that you can see what each one stands for. So I said at the beginning that not all manufacturers or factories would have all these audits. And therefore, if they don't have one, are they ethical? So why would a factory not have an audit and still be Ethical? Well, the main reason is these audits are obviously very expensive for a factory to carry out. And they usually are only carried out by factories who are working with a lot of the big retailers or big brand names who require them to have these audits. If they've not been making for any of these big factories, you know, particularly if you go to some of the smaller, much smaller UK manufacturers. They've never, they've never really needed one of these audits. You can go to their factory, you can see the people that work in there. Quite often it's members of their family, obviously not the kids. <laughs> but it's a small working unit. They don't want to pay thousands to have one of these big audits done. So it doesn't mean that if a factory hasn't got them. But one thing, So what is worth looking out for, I think, at the moment is whether a factory is a social enterprise or whether they're paying the living wage. And more and more UK manufacturers that I see are getting this sort of recognition um, for their business or they're setting themselves up as a social enterprise. And again, I'll put the link in the show notes to what a factory needs to do to register as a social enterprise. And I, I also am interviewing a manufacturer who is a social enterprise on the podcast next week. I also interviewed Jenny Holloway from Fashion Enter. Can't remember the podcast episode number now. It's a few episodes back. I again will put that link in the show notes because if you found this podcast useful, then you might also want to listen to what Jenny has to say. And she has an ethical factory making garments in North London. Now, if it's important to you that your factory does have an audit, but you found the right manufacturer and they don't have it, one of the things you could do is work with them in partnership and help to contribute towards them getting that audit for you. If that sort of certification is important for your business, maybe you're supplying someone who needs you to work with a factory that has an audit, then work with that manufacturer to make sure you can get that audit in place. But many manufacturers are reluctant to spend all that money on their own with a business who's placing the first order, who may not come back to them again, because the cost of the audits can be in the thousands. So it's something you need to do to work in partnership with your manufacturer to help them get these audits and to help them become an ethical factory. The same goes for when you're trying to ensure that your manufacturer is sustainable and that they're not having a big impact on the environment. So how are they dealing with the waste that comes from making your product? Are they returning to you any wastage from the products that you're making? Are you yourself trying to avoid less waste of the materials when you're making your product? At the end of the day, if you're making in the UK, one way you are impacting the environment a lot less is that you're not shipping your materials and your finished products all around the world. So there's much less of an environmental footprint when you're making something locally than when you're making it thousands and thousands of miles away. So I hope that has helped you define what it is that makes an ethical manufacturer. It is a bit of a minefield and there are also a lot of people that are guilty of what is known as greenwash and pretending that they are slightly more ethical than they actually are so it's up to you to do the research that you need to do with the manufacturers that you're working with and to ask the questions i hope that has helped you define what those questions might be and to set you on the way to finding and working with an ethical manufacturer in the next episode episode 51 i have got an interview with a manufacturer who is not only a social enterprise but is doing great things to reduce waste for the companies that they're manufacturing for next time bye bye thank you for listening to the make it british podcast i make an episode every tuesday and friday plus there's also bonus episodes occasionally so don't forget to subscribe in your favorite podcast app so that you get notified every time a new episode goes live And if you enjoyed the show, I would really love it if you left me just a little review on iTunes. The more reviews this podcast receives, the more people will discover it and the more we can spread the word about making in the UK. Thanks once again for listening to the Make It British podcast. Bye bye.